0: Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Alex Rufus. Alex, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, we um, I I once again I had I'm guilty of Facebook stalking. I found Alex in a Facebook group that we were we were uh, co-members of and I looked at her profile and I just I love the background of her business and and the work she does and And reached out to her, and she graciously agreed to come on the show and kind of share some wisdom with us. But, Alex, give us a little background. Who is Alex Rufus?
1: Well, I'm really happy to be here and to be talking to you. So, thank you for that. who am I? So I can answer this in many different ways. I can start by saying that I'm a, um, a coach, a trainer, and speaker. Uh, and what I do currently is that I help people execute on their bigger vision. Uh, so I help individuals um, get um, find a sense of purpose, refine that, and execute on that. And I do that in different ways. I do one-on-one coaching with internet calls with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I also do that in workshops, training, seminars, and retreats. So uh, I have my own business and I'm having the best time doing that. Um, This is the very short summary of the business part. Right. And on the other side, I'm also, um, well, I I have a mixed background. Officially, I'm Spanish, Mm -hmm. but uh, my passport says I'm Spanish, but I never lived in Spain. uh, And so I was born in Luxembourg. I grew up in Brussels. I um, lived in Italy and Italy. the UK near London, and now I'm based in the Netherlands, where I run my business. But I travel every month somewhere different. So that's, uh, that's that.
0: Wow. So where did you live in the UK in
1: Guildford? Yeah, actually.
0: So <laughs> the the reason I know that is is we spent uh, nine years living in Surrey. So if you if you drive straight west from Guilford, you run into a town called Reigate, and it's about maybe. 25 30 minutes just straight east of Guildford. so I've been to Guilford many uh-huh. many times but I, I saw on your website that that you had a connection to the University of Surrey and I knew yes, that was, I that was in exactly. Guilford so
1: yes exactly there we go Guilford is so beautiful it like, is there for half a year and I worked at the University of Surrey as a research assistant yeah. and uh, I learned so much it was a beautiful experience
0: so yeah. linguistically you you gotta you gotta speak Spanish a little Italian a little Dutch French yeah, Flemish? Do you speak bit. any Flemish at all? I mean... <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Dutch a little bit and then French. Yeah, French and Spanish are my mother tongues. And then wow. now, uh, most of the day, I just speak English. I work in English. And uh, yeah, that's my main uh, language every day now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's that, that reminds me of that really bad joke about, you know, what do you say? What do you call somebody that speaks three languages? You call them trilingual? Somebody that speaks two languages, is bilingual, and somebody that speaks one, is an American. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to be self-deprecating. Yeah, you know? so, the rest of the world picks on us, so we do too. So, but it's uh, thanks for that background. And so, tell me, just let's let's step back quite a, quite a long way. And you said that you started your first business. How old were you?
1: Um. Well, I started as a kid. I don't really remember how old, but I think by the age of four, I was already, um, I was going to, I I showed up to the playground in business clothes and I was always thinking of ways to do things. So I, I was selling during my summers instead of Playing normally, I was I I was selling jewelry or 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 <laughs> all kinds of little things that I found all over the place on little boxes on my summer village. So I put like carton boxes on the floor and then I sold uh, whatever I could sell already wow. from a very very young age. Uh, yeah, and so and yeah and yeah and then. Year by year, summer by summer, that box grew basically, and I had uh, friends helping me with it, uh, and my little brother helped me a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then eventually, I had a two meter stand at a, at a at a jewelry market. Um, at at the same place, and then I started selling to shops, and then by the uh, age of 11, I had a team of 11 people making jewelry for me, and we were like a full team, and we won uh, several prizes, and we were actually making profit, and we were teenagers, Uh, but it was great. I had a lot of fun, and this is something that came always to me very naturally, and that I really, always really enjoyed. Figuring things out on my own, uh, figuring uh, out what people want to buy and how to modify things so they like it more. And uh, so that was my first business. And uh, yeah, and since then, I've just uh, started many different projects. And that's uh, what I I love doing, finding something cool to do and then figuring it out on my own and then growing that.
0: Did I I hear you correctly? You said you had a team of 11 when you were 11?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I'm, I' and I mean this in, a, in the best possible way. That's insane. <laughs> An eleven year old would, would already have a team of eleven people. And I could just picture if your younger brother was working for you, you you probably were not paying him a working wage at the time.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, no, I don't think so. Maybe I was giving him something, but Yeah, I'm-
0: here's some candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't need to bother with money. Here's some candy. Yeah. Go out and sell. Stay up till midnight. Sell sell my jewelry. Wow. <laughs> I've got nightmares of my older brother when I was younger. That's that is a that's a great story. So he's a, he's always being super sweet. And I'm he's sure. always very helpful. Yeah, i right. <laughs> following your footsteps. Yeah, okay. I, I don't want to chase that around so much. But so so you went to university. So what was the transition? Have you did you work for for other companies? Did you 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 said you did some work at a, at the university? What was kind of the the quick story of your path leading to you know becoming a like a business coach?
1: So um, when I finished high school, um, I had to kind of the, the team of eleven that I was talking about kind of like went. Well, just disappeared because we all went to different countries right. to study abroad, etc. Uh, but I always kind of I was uh, I was always looking for that feeling of like doing things on my own and really figuring things out on my own. And the jewelry business was not scalable. I couldn't do that alone because it just takes it simply took too much time sure. to make the jewelry. So uh, I had to find something else. So I moved to the Netherlands to start my bachelor, um, and, and then next to my bachelor, I just. Uh, I was I got involved with uh, three different startups uh, I co-founded different things and then I just like for me I was learning in my opinion much more outside of university than mm. at university That's true of the last. and then I yeah <laughs> I really just enjoyed it a lot and then I did all kinds of things and I, I organized events and I, I, I built teams again and I led teams and things like that and that was really giving me a life basically mm-hmm. next to my studies and after my bachelor I continued with a master. Uh, I still didn't have, I, I hadn't found the one business idea that I really, right. really liked. So I kind of kept on and I did a research master and funnily enough, I see a lot of parallel between business and research because in re, in research you can also do things on your own. So you can also come up with your own research projects and figure things out on your own. And yeah. so that's what I liked. And that's what I did with a research master. And I was considering uh, starting a PhD after that. Uh, and, uh, and actually, uh, I applied for one and I got rejected and then I thought, okay, uh, this is a sign and I'm not going to do research because actually I'm a very practical person and I have to be very honest with myself and I like to get things done and I like fast-paced environments. And I'll kind of doing picked a, up uh, on that
0: during the interview.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and doing a PhD for four to five years, uh, actually, if I was very honest with myself, in the end, it didn't really sound that appealing. So... um a friend of mine, actually, um, that I was talking to earlier today was working at a startup accelerator and, uh, in the region here in the Netherlands. And she um, uh, told me that they were looking for people, for all kinds of people, including mm-hmm. researchers, to join right. their team. And so um I joined but a bit like uh, okay this is plan B I don't know what to do I don't I don't have yet this uh, genius business idea so I'm just going to join and see what happens and I stayed there for one year and a half so that was my first uh, full-time job after my studies mm-hmm. uh, so helping startups to grow and I had been of course involved in right. the startup scene a lot already before and I had a lot of contacts in the startup scene and I had organized startup conferences and all of that and so I worked there for one year and a half officially but one month into the job, I uh, quit my employee status basically because I had come up with a project that um, management was really interested in. So they said, OK, try to turn that into a company. Okay. Uh, and so try to go through our own um, incubation acceleration right. programs, right. try to build a team around it, um, raise funding around it, and turn it into a company. So, of course, I was completely thrilled. <laughs> and uh, that sounded really, really cool to me. Uh, and I learned a lot. So, for one year and a half, I did that. Uh, and I grew that uh, project which was the software to connect startups with investors and uh, And I learned everything about that. So I had a lot of support and I'm really really grateful I had a uh, a lot of advisors a lot of people giving me feedback I built a team again of uh, several people I think we we're about 10 in total with software developers designers social media everything and we got a lot of funding for it and everything and, um, and then after one year and a half Everything was set up. Uh, I, we had done all the testing, customer interviews, etc. So we knew what to build, what to do. Uh, and then and then I had to make a choice between continuing with that, but then really for the long term. Yep. Or really doing my own thing outside of that company. And that was a very, very tough uh, decision for me to make. But I, um, in the end, I chose to... Uh, leave to mm-hmm. resign and to uh, start my own thing from scratch, like uh, I do uh, uh, quite often. And um, and uh, there we go. So uh, that was uh, actually earlier this year, in January, February of this year. And uh, and since then, I have my own business now, and I'm just really. Really, really, really happy. I'm just learning a lot. I'm doing things how I want them, when I want them. Um, yeah, and it's just like a, it's it's amazing. I really, really love it.
0: So, yeah. so, so let okay. me let me ask you a kind of a follow up question on that on that particular thing you just mentioned. So, you know, there are many different types of entrepreneurs, and many different stages of kind of the business development process and the you know the the company you know the the stages of building a company. It sounds like to me that that you really see yourself as like a creator. That you're you're kind of the idea generator. You're the you're kind of the very front end. Would that be would that be an accurate assessment? And then you could probably get bored really quickly if you just stayed to maintain things. Yes. Would you? Definitely. Would that be a good? I, mean, I because yes. I, I I resonate with that very much. And I I um I mean I I'm really excited about the front end of projects. I love the the whiteboard sessions, the brainstorming, the, you know, the creation side. But when it starts getting into managing the, you know, the day-to-day running of the operation, I get bored very quickly. And so I, that's, it's interesting because, I mean, it's, you know, we're all wired differently and, you know, we need people that are managers. We need people that, that can do the day-to-day, you know, running of the business and do the details and things like, but you also need the dreamers on the front end and, and it sounds yeah, exactly. like to me that, you know, because you probably, you you may even carry a small, you know, notebook with you just to jot down, or maybe on your iPhone. Oh, yeah, many notebooks. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just as you're, you know, riding the bus, YouTube, you know, you're on the plane. You're, oh, wait, that's a, that's another idea. I'll follow up with that when I get home, so.
1: Constantly. I have papers all over the place, uh, pen and paper. I have notes on my phone. I have audio <laughs> notes on my phone. I have videos on my phone. I have tried all the recording Styles, because I just have to record all this time. So, uh, yeah, the, yeah, definitely,
0: very <laughs> on point. <laughs> well, it, it, it's pretty easy to diagnose. When, when you know, when I see somebody that that mirrors my personality type, it's very easy to diagnose. So, yeah, so yeah. you said you started in in January. You kind of transitioned just to going on your own, like the first this year, and and so that's when, like AlexRufus.com was kind of born. Yeah, and the coaching definitely. side of things. So you're still pretty early in in the, in the startup phase of that, but what would you say would, would be like one or two, um, like pain points that you really experience kind of, you know, on the front end of, of kind of getting this rolling that, you know, maybe our listeners could speak into what, what would you say would be like the, maybe the number one pain point that you experience on a daily basis or fairly regularly? Yeah.
1: um yeah, I think that's a very good question, and I think it's something—at um, least for me—it's something that I want to. I, I'm, I've started to talk about a lot with uh, my surroundings because I—I um, I, I recognize it, and I, I think that other people might have my uh, might resonate with that as well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's um, even if it's an early. Uh, um, in the early stage of this business but it's it's something that I've, I've struggled with for many years actually in every single business and it's my own mindset and so it's really easy um i feel as a business owner but in general as a driven person so it can be even a researcher or anybody for that matter that is really driven and um and really um demanding so mm-hmm. to speak uh, to really um just put too much weight on yourself and mm. talk yourself down really easily and right. you can talk yourself into failure like that and that's something that uh, i'm just very good at <laughs> and, then, mm. and now i'm really consciously working on rewiring that and really uh, just being kinder to myself in the process because i really believe that um and i'm i'm reading a lot about that and and, and i've watched a few uh, really good talks on this topic actually um that when you're kind to yourself and when you love yourself unconditionally then things flow in a much in a completely different way mm-hmm. um, And so that's for me. This is my main focus actually I build, I, I grow my business, but every single day I do something that really addresses this specific thing the mindset and to really be um, just very enthusiastic and forgiving with yourself as you go because as an entrepreneur you Um, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes all the time and if you beat Mm. yourself up every single one of them you're just not gonna last (laughs) um yeah and so it's really important to cheer yourself up um all the time and forgive forgive yourself constantly on a daily basis and move Mm -hmm. on and move on and move on without feeling sorry for yourself and um so that's i mean the feeling sorry for myself i've 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 worked on in the past and I feel, but it's more about this being kinder. Okay. So I had a, I had an interview the other day and it was a huge opportunity and maybe I actually, I, maybe I blew it. And then it's really way too easy in the upcoming few days afterwards to really talk yourself into, Oh my, what did I do? What did Mm. I, and then just think about it like all the time. It's not useful. And so, uh, it's really, yeah, I'm really working on that and letting go of that and just like, um, trusting that things will turn out the way they have to
0: yeah so, that's so the thing. yeah that's uh so help me help me put that in in words so uh is it just change your mindset to to be kinder to yourself to not put so much pressure on yourself how would you word that exactly
1: um um love yourself in the process um and be kind to yourself mm-hmm and trust the process. I mean, maybe these three things are the most important. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know
0: one one thing you touched on, and, and this is so true, that that the idea that, you know, we are going to make mistakes constantly, but that that really is also a sign of growth. It's a sign of trying. I mean, that's, that's the whole entrepreneurial cycle. You try, you test things that yeah. work, you stick with things that don't work, you kind of recycle and try something else. It's almost like the, you know, the lean cycle, you know, the lean startup cycle, you know, the kind of the MVP, uh, minimum viable product, you know, test cycle that that you mentioned. And that's the same with our our own mindsets. So that's a very good point. Is there, is there another pain point that, that you've experienced or you do experience Mm -hmm. on a a regular basis that, that our listeners could uh, maybe speak into?
1: Um, maybe something else would be, I think probably a little bit linked to this. So, um, the first point is linked, I think, to some extent to, um, letting go of control and just trusting mm. that things will unfold the right way. Um, and so linked to that, um, another pain point would be perhaps being able to trust others more and delegate yeah. more and systematize and do things So detach myself from the business, um, uh, consciously. Uh, regularly mm. and delegate more and systematize more and um, build passive income streams things like that so mm-hmm. just really just work on the kind of like higher um, um, bigger picture um, so that's I'm working on that but to me it's yeah it's it's still a challenge yeah, um, yeah because I really uh, I, I want to have things running and when I delegate things go wrong and so then I just stop delegating and it's like yeah so it's, it's a vicious cycle process, so. it is yeah, certainly a vicious yeah. cycle
0: yeah that's yeah that is, a, that is a, a concern, I think, of many, many entrepreneurs, especially as you're starting out, you know, because you are, you do everything when you first start. You know, you, you're you everything from emptying the rubbish bin to, you know, getting supplies to answering all the phones and emails. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, with growth, you have to delegate that. And you, you mentioned yeah. something earlier uh, in the interview that just made me think of the kind of the... The e-myth books that talk about you know working on your business instead of in it, you know a business is not scalable if you continue to work in the business as as yes. a player in the business. You really have to work on it, and I, and I like that, you know being able yeah. to delegate well and kind of kind of yeah. let let go of the controls. But so, yeah. what would you say would be you know in a, in this kind of short path of six or seven months or so, what would you say would be like? One highlight that you've really seen that, that you just had a superb day, um, you know, since January, you think you, when you went to bed that night, you thought, wow, this is exactly why I shifted and, and I'm doing this right now.
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, there's been many moments like this and that's why I'm smiling and I'm just really, really grateful. There's many there and I call it magic. I don't know how else to call it. Sometimes like just things align and yeah. things work out really, really well. So of course I've been working a lot, but, um, there's been many moments where, um, so I, I set money goals that were higher uh, uh, like to my previous, um, um, uh, income as a corporate basically and, uh. So the first month uh, um, after starting my business, so my first uh, month alone without uh, being employed was March, and um, officially, and then I doubled my net income from my previous job. And then when I saw that, that I managed to build everything from scratch and have all this new income (laughs) and find clients and just figure out everything without a plan. I didn't have a business plan, nothing. I just hustled. I just... Worked like crazy, and I found clients and I convinced them to pay me. I had never done that before in my life, and then I, I just figured it out. So, at the end of the, that first month, I looked at my bank account and I saw, like, yeah, the amount of money, and I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> and then I was really, really happy. And then it, the same thing uh, happened every single month afterwards, and then I kept on rising the, the bar. So now I'm just like, I'm working on this trust and this has to do a little bit with um, maybe to some people, this sounds a little bit woo woo, but like with manifesting what you want to see happening in your life. Mm. And that's something I really, uh, I really started believing in because it's a matter of, again, visualizing what the ideal outcome that you want for yourself in terms of money or people or opportunities. And then really doing everything that you can, taking massive action to really make that happen, but also trusting it and visualizing and, and kind of celebrating as if it was already happening hmm. to you. And then co- the combination of all these elements I've been working with all of these months and it's just, yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy things have happened to me uh, this way and just many really... Great surprises. People reach out to me all the time. They 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 talk about um, potential collaborations and plans for the future. And there's this kind of really beautiful flow going on. Uh, of course, there's challenges, but sure. next to that, there's many miracles. And I really um, so there's the money, but there's also people meeting mm-hmm. people and 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 hearing of opportunities. And um, there's many I cannot. Um, I yeah, I don't want to mention publicly, but uh, there's just many cool things happening in the background. And right. I'm very, very excited about that.
0: Yeah. So so you mentioned something really interesting that I'm i gonna call you out on a little bit there. You said so I started asking for money like I like you know you had never done that before. But that's probably not true because you probably had to raise some VC money in some of these startups as well. Yeah. So that's
1: yeah.
0: a that that's at a whole different level. <laughs>
1: yeah actually you're right <laughs> i never thought about it like that actually yeah definitely i did raise uh quite some money actually for my previous um just the previous project um um you're right um but somehow because um i was working within an existing organization sure. yeah and it didn't feel the same it way it wasn't personal so no yeah exactly. this is personal and now I... Yeah. yeah, now it's me and it's completely, I'm much more vulnerable, it's just me and they have to trust me and there's no one around me. I was, before I was working with and there was like a lot of big names around the project and all of that, they knew each other, la mm-hmm. la la. And that didn't really um, satisfy me completely because mm-hmm. I never knew exactly why things were happening even though I was really working very hard. But now it's really just me, it's my name and it's me and I'm just, it's me and my skills and, and how you know, how, how I'm able to hustle or just get things done. And, um, yeah. And so, um, and it's working. So that's a totally different feeling. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, more satisfying.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me follow <laughs> up on one, one other thing that I think that you, you kind of yeah. touched on a little bit too, this, this idea that, you know, you launched kind of in January, but you said you went full time in March. So, when you then then it was interesting this this little subtle you know phrase that you used you said then i looked at my bank account and i saw this so it looked like to me and, and i don't want to put words in your mouth but it looks like to me that you were focusing more on trying to provide value and and really service your clients well instead of worrying about the money and yeah. you just kind of knew, you know, if I do what I promised them, if I, if I provide the value and service that they're expecting, the money will follow.
1: Yeah, definitely. And
0: I mean, that's, that is such a, I think, and I, if you want to expand on that a little bit, you know, please do. But I think that's such a valuable lesson for our listeners to hear um, this, this whole idea of providing value, that being your driving force, that being the kind of the, the, your, your focus is to provide the value and then let kind of let the revenue take care of itself so anything yes. you want to touch on or was that um, would that be an accurate assessment yes
1: of course yeah 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 this is i think cuz that's
0: not always true key.
1: I think it's, it's key, at least for me, this is like the central point. I think if you don't deliver value, eventually you're out of business, right? Yeah. So I always, from the beginning, I knew that if I wanted to make this work, I had to over-deliver and over-deliver and over-deliver and really provide value and I'm really, I'm really results oriented. So I really wanted to see like massive, a massive impact in each single individuals from the beginning, from the first, I started with two test uh, clients that mm-hmm. were um, friends of mine. Mm-hmm. But already there, I was so obsessed with really creating such a like change in their lives. I just kept on trying and trying harder. And this was just, it just took a couple of weeks to really understand, okay, how do I have to phrase mm. things and how do I have to ask questions in order to really trigger them? And I was always taking notes after each call and then I just understood a little bit um, uh, how to – and, of course, I improve myself every – after every call, I try to improve myself and I take notes all the time and I reflect on how I do things. But I always go for the maximum impact and that is – always um so rewarding because first of all of course clients are happy but they are so happy that they talk to their friends and then they send me referrals. and so far i haven't so i'm completely financially independent my monthly re- income is increasing all the time and i haven't invested anything in marketing it's just well, really just word over-delivering. Of mouth and yeah yeah over delivering yeah. over and really being super committed to really um improving every person every single person's life that I talk to right. and then they talk to their friends. They, they, yeah, it's referrals. And, uh, and just, um, also, I mean, I, I, I use a lot of uh, social media. I, I use, uh, um, Instagram and face, Facebook a little bit less, mainly Instagram. Some, some leads come from there, but mostly it's referrals mm-hmm. and word of mouth. And yep. I'm really so far very grateful for that. Yeah.
0: So listeners, you're going to have to, you're going to have to watch the YouTube to see this, but, um, this is really funny to me because we we lived in southern France for for a little while right on the Mediterranean and Mediterranean people that have a Mediterranean background have a really unique way of expressing themselves because they use their hands a lot. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I love I really miss that and and uh, actually when we were there my my third dot da- my third child my daughter Addison was she was about 5 and our neighbors would, would talk to us and they would go, we don't know where you all came from, but she's one of us <laughs> because she would speak with her hands and I mean, her accent was beautiful and yeah, it was just really interesting to see. But, but yeah, yeah. They, they just just watching you express yourself, it just it brought back very good memories for me. But, uh... Okay, I just
1: don't, don't, notice any, uh, don't notice it anymore,
0: so yeah. <laughs> it is a good thing, please don't ever stop. <laughs> so do you have a team that works with you now or are you are you yes. on your own
1: we are um so it's me and four other people so far yeah and yeah so i'm really did they grateful start for
0: with you or did you just kind of hire them as needed
1: um well no i started on my own but then um but then basically, so there's uh, three, um, I have three interns that are helping me a lot. They're still students and I'm coaching them at the same time and mm-hmm. they are just really, really. And so I think I talked to them already within the first month um, of because I understood Again, because I'm right. just the front person and I, I understand that some things I'm just really not good at, like accounting and legal things and uh maybe other like more tedious things and I I, I just uh, I needed to delegate that. So I asked them if they could help me and I'm super, super grateful. You're of great help. It's incredible. And um and we talk on a weekly basis. Um so uh and then there is um and then i have my business partner greta who is um with who i organize retreats okay. and this is a whole other level we just like we are almost like this married couple where like we call each other every day and we just talk about everything all the time and so this is a, a little bit different so i have my uh, coaching business and now we we are working on the retreat we are expanding on the retreat mm-hmm. side together. She has organized retreats for a long time. And um, we, have, uh, we are organizing our second one now in August, and it's working really well. And uh, so that's uh, something different, but we are definitely working together all the time. And I'm really also very grateful for that. So, yeah.
0: Now, are these primarily ladies that are doing startups? Are these not necessarily ladies? Who, what's the, who's the group that you're targeting?
1: Um, my like these
0: retreats. No, the, for these retreats yeah. you're talking about.
1: Yeah, for the retreats, it depends actually, but it's mostly twenties, thirties mm-hmm. um, uh, people who are looking for a sense of purpose or to refine it or to really strengthen it. Uh, and um, we, the first retreat was only for women, so it was a, we called it Wonder Women, uh, and it was all about. I think women. I saw
0: something about that. Yeah, that, that's why. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And helping each other. And it was, it was amazing. It was magical. And we definitely intend to do more women empowerment retreats. Mm -hmm. But, um, the one upcoming now uh, in August, we purposely uh, did it mixed. Mm Uh, and so, uh, now we have a team of, um, the maximum capacity of the retreat is 19. And we have an, like, an amazing group of men and women freelancers, entrepreneurs, employees wanting to become entrepreneurs, right. all kinds of profiles, but all people who are really eager to find, to to disconnect from their dailies mm-hmm. for five days, for a couple of days in a beautiful place, and to really reconnect to themselves and to kind of kick ta- kickstart afresh with purpose when yeah. they come back home, fresh of new ideas, and just really knowing, okay, this is exactly what I need to do next to really like get my um, work life to the next level.
0: Basically. Wow. So they, they actually lead the retreat with kind of a... Personal plan in place to to put in like what are their next steps after they leave the re- retreat or or is it just to to unplug and just kind of you know just what uh, yeah I don't want to put words in your mouth what's the what's kind of the out the outcome of the of the retreat.
1: It's, um, so we combine, uh, wellness activities together with intense coaching activities. And I call it mindfully packed because there's a really intense program. So Mm -hmm. it's about 10 hours a day, but it, it, it shouldn't feel like you're overwhelmed. So we combine wellness, we combine yoga, meditation, hikes, Um, body work, all kinds of different things to really, of course, like really good uh, healthy food, um, all kinds of um, swims in the sea, um, time outside. So all kinds of activities to really make you feel good in your body and your mind and your soul. But at the same time, there's all kinds of uh, coaching sessions that are tailored to the needs of each participant. So Mm. basically the retreat we have individual we select participants carefully and then we uh we 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 are looking for people who would both benefit from the retreat but who can also contribute to it mm-hmm. and so for example we have some um, Emotional coaches right that are willing to give a, um, a, a Workshop to all the entrepreneurs in terms of like okay connecting more to your emotions But at the same time they also want to take their business to the next level So then they can receive coaching from somebody else so in that way we co-create um, an intense program together every single time That is unique to each retreat
0: what a great so. idea What yeah. a great idea well I uh, I could continue to ask you follow up questions all day long, but I, I know you've got things to do. And, and we we do want to keep this short enough that people will actually listen to the entire episode here. But let me drill down a little more and kind of get inside your head a little bit. So what would uh, or who would you say would be one person online that that you really that really inspires you? And, and why why would the, the, you choose that person?
1: Yeah, there's many, 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 uh, of course, and uh, that I follow, and I just I ingest a lot of content every mm-hmm. single day. So I really, there's many. Um, I would say one role model for me is Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. Uh, many entrepreneurs yeah. are probably uh, familiar with her. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, in my opinion. She's uh, such a. I've been following her for many years, and and she's just so hardworking, and at the same time she makes. See, uh, things seem effortless, and just she still does everything with grace, and speaks really clearly, and she delivers really high quality content every single time. And I've, she has this B school program uh, that she opens up every uh, once a year for people mm-hmm. who really want to um, to improve their online business. And I've taken it this year, uh, and it was just I was just stunned by the quality of it, uh, and everything is just like yeah, just of such high quality. And at the same time, she's just really. Um, approachable and uh, open, and 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 not, yeah, I just she, she's she's a real role model because she's very uh, strong and soft at the same time, and 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 she delivers really good content, and she does something a little bit in line of uh, with what I would like to do to sure. empower people to really execute, to give them really concrete practical tools to execute on whatever their big vision is. So wow. that I would, yeah. uh,
0: That's that's probably the most thorough why that i've ever received on any of our episodes when when you choose somebody i mean that was a well-prepared answer right there i I am really impressed (laughs) marie should be impressed too (laughs) so you said you have notes everywhere you have notebooks you have notes on your phone but is there is there like one or two life quotes that that really inspire you that you know that you have certainly right there by your by your your computer yeah. on the wall or whatever. what would it be? Yeah.
1: Uh, I have many of course but there is one that I has been on my wall since I was a teenager mm-hmm. uh, and this is from Steve Jobs and I think many people know this but I can read it it's there. Um, um, it says your time is limited so don't waste it living someone else's life. Uh, Don't be trapped by dogma, uh, which is living by the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of um, other people's opinions drown you down, uh, drown down your uh, own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know uh, what you truly want to become and everything else is secondary. And I think this is, for me, this is so key and so important and so core to everything that I do. And I always strive to... Uh, act according to it. So um, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite quotes.
0: Yeah. Was that from his like Stanford graduation address? Okay. Yeah. That, cause that, that sounded familiar when you were reading that to me. So, yeah. Yeah. so step back in time a little bit and, and go back to even, I mean, you, you choose how far you want to go back, but I mean, at least go back, say to 2017, what would, what would be one solid piece of advice that you would give yourself today that you wish you knew then when you kind of started on your own?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, when I was, um, in 2007, 2017, when I was 16, uh, I think I would go back to that moment because when I was 16, I had a massive burnout, uh, and my health was a disaster and everything. And I just like, I was very hard on myself, very angry at everything. And, uh, Um, and still very ambitious and very driven. So, um, I would, and then I just suffered for many years because of that, because I was just at my own body and my own everything Mm -hmm. after that burnout. Um, and so I would just go back and, um, just, (laughs) I don't know, I get what I'm working on now, basically really just like, um, tell myself. Okay, you can breathe, Uh, you can be kind to yourself, you can love yourself. And uh, if you do that, everything is going to flow so much better. (laughs) (laughs) No need to beat yourself up. So, uh, yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Great advice. Great advice. Let me ask you as we as we wrap up. This has been a great, great uh, conversation just between two crazy dreamers. But uh, tell me, is there anything that I have not touched on that you would really like to kind of end with and then just, you know, let people know where, where they can find you? I mean, your, your website, Facebook, stuff like that. Well, I'll put in the show notes for sure, but, but uh, tell people how, how they can best get in contact with you. But if there's anything else you want to touch on, just take, take this time right now and do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have talked about this a little bit, but um, one thing I'm really interested in now next to my business is to, and I've started actually recording some um, calls together with uh, people in my network because we, we we have started talking about this topic and I want to create awareness about that. So if anybody can relate to this, I would be really happy to talk about it and to set up a call. And it has to do with this topic of being a driven person and at the same time being uh, self-loving to yourself mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. So how to balance self-care and self-love and all of that with a crazy business life. (laughs) And that, for me, has been a struggle uh, since forever. And basically, I think since I was a teenager. um, I think since uh, you were four. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's possible. (laughs) And uh, and so I'm learning, and I, I've been to all these seminars, all the retreats, and I've, I've taught myself yoga and meditation, and, and how to eat well, and how to work out at the gym. So it's it's been a very long process, and mm-hmm. I'm still it's still work in progress, and I think it's a lifelong journey basically to really embrace yourself. Um, but. Um, I would love to create awareness about that and to um, to talk more about this topic with others and to see about to to hear from other maybe um, crazy entrepreneurs how they deal with that and if they have specific tips um, uh, regarding self care on a daily basis and things that keep them sane. Yeah. Uh, all these things I'm really interested in and I'm even thinking of potentially creating a podcast or a youtube series or something like that together with a few people that i'm already talking about right uh to with um about this topic um uh, so yeah that that is the one thing that i really want to raise awareness about and i'm really happy to talk about so if anybody wants to reach out yeah please do yeah
0: so the best way to get in touch with you
1: um my website is well we will have the it's my website, uh my email, Facebook, Instagram. These are in LinkedIn. I mean I'm everywhere, but uh yeah. I, I'm mostly most of my time I'm on Instagram actually. So okay. um maybe that's the quickest way right. to reach out to me. Facebook is also, is okay. also good.
0: So the website is Alex A L I X R U F A S yeah. dot com yeah, that's that's her website. And uh, Alex, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. I, I, I know our listeners are going to draw much value from the things that you shared with us today. And and uh, we just want to just kind of just pass it over to our listeners now. She's offered a couple of pain points. And, and uh, now it's your turn to speak into these and and to uh, add your voice to our rising tide, because like we say, every show all boats rise in a rising tide. Alex, thanks again.
1: Thank you so much.